Good morning, good morning, good morning. It's your girl, Becky D, live in the morning, five days a week at 7 a.m. All right, you guys, um, we know we just sprung forward. Um, and if anybody else is in the world like me, we might be struggling just a little bit right now. Um, not a great deal, just a little bit. Uh, because, you know, we are a little tired. Um, some people haven't fully gotten the swing of, oh my gosh, we're an hour forward right now. You know what I'm saying? So I, I didn't change a clock. So right now I'm looking at one time on my phone and the other time is still an hour behind. So make sure you change all your clocks. Okay. Take your batteries. This is a perfect time for you to reset your fire alarms. I know I'm doing like a little, um, infomercial right now, but just give you the do's and the don'ts right now. There might be a perfect time for you to reset those and just do a little refresh, right? Because guess what? We have sprung forward. We are now headed to spring. And if you're like me, you're getting ready to get your hands inside of a garden, okay? And so I want to speak on that really quick because what we tend to do is that we don't forecast what's coming up in our future. Let me explain that a little bit further, okay? See, we as human beings tend to think that our future is very limited. Our future is what it is. There's no way around it. Maybe we have some say here and there, but that's it, right? But my question to you is, what did you put in store in order for your future to take the turn in which you expected it to take? Now, that question may have been a little wordy and a little long, so I'm going to shorten it and narrow it and make it understandable for you. What I'm asking is simply this. What have you done in order for you to ensure that your future is a little bit more brighter, a little bit more clearer, better with understanding and the ability to know that what I have planted during the winter is now ready to be harvested and cropped in the spring to prepare for my summer? One thing as an educator you will learn and learn very quickly is that if you do not set something aside and they don't pay you 12 months out of a year, then you may need to set some stuff aside to prepare for your summer. But one thing that I didn't realize is what I was building during the school year. I had the privilege of um, teaching during a cell phone era. Um, all those educators out there feel that pain where that's all the students want to do. They just want to constantly be on their phone and that's it. So what I tend to do if you're obsessively on your phone is I take it for the class. And one jewel that you'll get is a picture of me. And if you just so happen to try to say that you was texting mom and you give me your phone and you just happen to be on a text message to mom, well, I think you can kind of go ahead and apply the rest. Guess what I'm doing? I'm sending a message to mom and I'm taking a selfie of me to let her know that this is actually me and saying, hey, mom, I just took the phone for a class period. Please talk to your kid when they get home about the do's and don'ts of when to use your phone. Okay. So this time it kind of backfired. Um, this is the generation of, oh, bet you want to do that? Let's, let's try this. But it didn't backfire in a bad way. See, we say backfire and we automatically think it's mean or wrong or bad. But it backfired in the way that, um, yeah, I'm their wallpaper. And so I questioned it. I said, hey, why, why is my face on, on, your, on your wallpaper? Uh, I'm a little worried about that now. And... They were like, um, because I look up to you. 
didn't realize that that's not the only student that has me as something in their phone. Not like a a bad thing again. It's, you know, they may talk trash to their friends on like Instagram or something, but on their phone, on their personal phone where I don't have any relationship other than I'm their teacher. They have me on their phone because they look up to me. And then I had to think, what have I planted inside of them to ensure that they grow? To ensure that years down the road, when I'm going to a doctor office because my head is killing me and I see my student, that they remember that I just try to teach them a lesson. That I wasn't trying to be out for them in any kind of way and that I wasn't trying to harm them. That I was looking out for their good. That I was trying to help them be a better person in the world. That I was trying to give them an education in an educationalist system. That I was trying to teach them pass a test. And then I got a message. TikTok has been a very powerful app over the years of COVID. Um, thank you, because you got me through, I ain't gonna lie. Uh, <laughs> but I got a message from an old student, and he literally just laid it all out in as best as he could say it. And he pretty much just states, thank you. I couldn't see it then why you were so hard on us. And it wasn't like you were mean or anything like that. You were actually very reasonable because we have some tough teachers. But you, you was just trying to teach us how to get along and how to work together and how to prepare us for those jobs that we will get one day where we do have to communicate with other people, no matter even if we like them or not. That we have to be better citizens, not only for ourselves, but for our future generations, because one day they are also going to take care of us. I couldn't see it then, but I see it now. That you were just trying to better us and bring out the best in us. You taking our phones wasn't something to punish us. You gave them back. You could have gave it to the front office and they would have never given it back to us. But you gave it back. And you just simply say, don't let it happen again. Those simple moments like that, we wish we had more of. I wish I had more time with you. I wish I listened then. I'm sorry that I was such a headache. I'm sorry that I was such a pain in the you-know-what. Thank you for allowing us to express ourselves. Thank you for allowing me to be me. When I was tired, you let me sleep. And other teachers, they wrote me up. I'll never forget that because you, even though you didn't like me, it seemed like, I know you loved me even more. That's the legacy that I'm leaving. That's the seed that I'm planting. And I'm making sure that in the future generations, they understand that this world does not have to be run off of hate and ridicule, that it can be filled with love and teaching and understanding of one another. So what are you planting in the world today? What are you ready to produce? It's not always about money, people. We can love each other for free. But here we are all sitting at a table with our guns behind our backs and our knives right there in our hands, ready to stab and shoot someone at first sight. Why? Go out there and love for free. I, you can't buy it. So many people think you can. They got to buy my love. He didn't get me my car yet. I want a bigger ring. That's, that's the, the supernatural stuff that they show us on TV. The Disney characters that are always portraying it. But I'm giving them a harsh reality that they never got to see. Right here in middle school, so many of them are worried about their next meal to eat. Not realizing that it was spending a cell phone. Something that they really didn't need. So then I just look at them and just love them unconditionally. Because simply put, that's the seed that I am planting. 
So what's the seed that you're planting today? What's that next level futuristic stuff that you're looking forward to? Are you just going to sit right here, right where you're comfortable at, in the now, in the present, not taking a risk on what the next generation might do for you? It could be your own kids. It could be your own grandkids. But today is the day that you need to decide what am I setting up in store for them? Listening to the different students and their different stories lets me see that we're all cut from the same cloth. It's just a different material. You'll get that one if you actually take some thought to think about it. But as we spring forward and we reset the batteries and so many of our electronics while we change the time and we get everything back onto track. Let's get back to planting some seeds that actually matter. And not this electronical stuff. Not this GMOs or anything like that. Take some time and reflect in the silence. Show your kids what it's like to just be stuck in thought and praise and worship. And to, and to meditate. And to simply just be and exist. One thing I always show my students is that it's okay to sit in silence while you eat lunch. That is not always a punishment. That sometimes it's a simple moment of reflection in such a busy world. I learned that in college. Not in middle school. Not in elementary. College. Something where you should have been building relationships, but instead they had to teach you that it's okay to just sit alone and eat one meal by yourself a day. To sit in that solitude just so you can have a break from all the rush of the bush of the world around us. So take that moment today. Write down the list if you need to. Type it. Voice command. We have all of that stuff. And go ahead and start planting that seed that you need for your future. Because sometimes the future isn't as long as you think you have. My name is Becky D with Becky D in the morning, and I will definitely be talking with you all tomorrow morning. Mm -hmm.